Please be seated. Well, first of all, I bring you greetings from uh, someone who's been missing in action, Alistair. Um, we had an arrangement whereby halfway through his sabbatical, um, I would see how well he was doing. Uh, so I, I tested how he was doing yesterday. We paddled 22 kilometers out from Victoria Harbor into Esquimalt Harbor to Portage Inlet. We then portaged our kayaks a mile to the gorge and paddled back through Tilikum Narrows, back to the harbor. And I can tell you that Alistair is doing well. <laughs> I may be a little tired this morning. Uh, Alistair uh, said how grateful he was that you have expressed, these are my words, not his, so blame me, that you have expressed your love and friendship to him by ignoring him. Uh, it has enabled him not to have stimulation and therefore to recover. And uh, he is eager to be back. And I think you'll see... Um, Quite a different Alistair. He's lost 20 pounds. I hardly recognized him. Um, and um, I think the vitality and the energy uh, will be completely back. And I, I'm very grateful that you've given him the sabbatical. It is the smartest thing a church ever does. It, it's to give their leader uh, the gift of recovery. Uh, ministry is difficult. It's the best thing you could ever do with your life. It is the greatest gift you can ever have to, is to be ordained in the church. Um, and I say that having been now ordained, oh, you won't believe it, it's 43 years. Um, but it's been, it's been one wonderful experience of, of kingdom building. That's what we can talk about today. So let's pray and then I will preach a sermon. Father, thank you that you send the likes of us out to build your kingdom. You send us before you as if somehow that would be a good experience. Uh, that's remarkable. And yet you have chosen to put your own reputation, your own kingdom, your own ministry into our hands and then send us out. Lord, may we truly be those who are apostles, sent the, one, the sent ones. Those who are given the gift of being able to witness to something much greater than themselves. So, Lord, would you bless these words, bless our confirmands, and would you please show up. Amen. Albert Einstein was on a train uh, headed on a journey and the conductor came down the aisle collecting tickets. Recognized Einstein before he got anywhere near him. The hair probably gave it away. And uh, he was aware though that Einstein was really preoccupied. He was fussing around, clearly trying to find his ticket. 
And uh, so by the time the conductor got to him, he felt quite sorry for Einstein and said to him, it's perfectly okay. Uh, I know who you are. And um, I know you would have bought a ticket, so just relax, don't worry about it. Well, he settled Einstein down uh, somewhat. And the conductor continued down the aisle and looked back at that remarkable man and, and that, that awesome experience in his own life to have served Einstein. But to his surprise, Einstein was still um, now looking under his seat. Uh, he was turning around and going to every pocket. And so the conductor again felt compelled to come back to Einstein and said to him, it's all right. I, I know who you are. You, you don't need your ticket. Einstein said to him, you know who I am. I know who I am. But unless I find that ticket, I won't know where I'm going. <laughs> as well as being a cute story, that is the best descriptor of, descriptor of baptism and confirmation. Baptism is knowing that you're Albert Einstein, or Leanne, or Bob, or Heidi. You know who you are. In fact, in the old days, you knew who you are because you were given a new name. You were given a Christian name. You are now a Christian person with a Christian name so that you would never forget who you are in God. That's baptism, knowing your name. So what's confirmation? What? We don't have any Einsteins here, do we? <laughs> knowing where you're going. These guys have just suddenly discovered today, no, not just today, but today we have formalized where they're going. They are being sent by you and by God to build his kingdom. And so who are they? They are apostles. They're the sent ones. They are witnesses to the gospel. And we read in the gospel, when Jesus sent people on a destination, they knew where they were going. He told them. They knew that Jesus was going to follow up behind them and so their work would very much reflect on Jesus. And so they needed the power of the Spirit in order to be good witnesses. Because if the standard is me, uh, you know, well, I can live with that. If the standard of ministry is Jesus, that's impossible. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you here today... Um, are still struggling with your name. Some of you are still in the phase of leading up to baptism. And I'm so glad you're here. And your struggling with your name is a great thing to be doing for now. Obviously, it's a good thing to get beyond that. But thank God you're here and you're trying to question, am I loved by God? Am I truly a child of God? which gives me a new name. I'm a Christ person with a Christian name. Some of you struggle with the love of God. Um, there's a, a story told of uh, a father and son who had a bad relationship. That's a 
pretty common story, I'm afraid. My story. Um, and this father and son would duke it out at meal tables, and life was miserable for Poco the son. And Poco finally gave up and said, I, I need to have separation from this father. It's killing me. So he left the city where he lived. And remarkably, this particular father had a change of heart. Maybe he was converted. I don't know. But this father came to realize that he had been abusive to his son, that he had been harsh on, with his son. And so he put an ad in the newspaper and said, Poco, all is forgiven. Please forgive me. Meet me uh, downtown outside the city hall. A hundred young men called Poco showed up. That is how many young men need to know, and young women need to know, that their father has taken responsibility for the way they were treated and has accepted this son as a son rather than as a, a slave or, or an, a victim. That's how many people out there haven't got to the stage of baptism because they have not been able to come to terms with the fact that they're loved. So my prayer for you this, today is that those of you who don't know that they're loved find that in this time of communion that when you come to the table you're receiving the gifts of love and acceptance the gifts of saying you are forgiven all is made right meet me not at the city hall but meet me there and we will start again God and you. And then there's this group, the, the more confirmation can, it's on this side, so I'm looking in this direction. Sorry about that. Um, um, you are now needing to know where it is you're going to live out your Christian life. Because you're no longer free to do what you want to do. And you heard those terms in, um, in Luke 70. The terms weren't particularly pleasant. You're sent out as lambs amongst whom? Wolves. That's not a particularly fun assignment. <laughs> and my experience is that, that 20 years ago, my ministry was being sent out as a lamb into the church itself where there were wolves. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but that was the call, and that was, that was a gift from God in my own life. Um, so the, the other problem with the 70s sending out the terms are not that good. You, have, you can't be picky about your meals. That, I, I picked that up. I didn't like the sound of that. That, that's, that didn't sound very good. But there is another uh, provision built in there. Whilst you have this gentle spirit, Jesus does not want you to have a gentle spirit and be abused in your ministry. And so what's the provision to deal with the wolves? What did you read? What did you hear in the gospel? 
if they don't receive the gift of your ministry, you have the freedom to shake the dust off your feet. Which is astounding, really. I mean, you'd think you had to suck it up and take all sorts of abuse. The gospel is too precious for that. The gospel uh, is not... There are no favors won by people who are doormats. Now, you might call to be a martyr, but that's slightly different. Um, be confident that the gospel is so important that if it's not going to be received somewhere, then go where it will be received. Uh, in other words, you're called to be fruitful in this endeavor. And one of the things I've learned as I've got older is if I'm not being fruitful in the particular field I'm in, I uh, give up. Not because I don't have endurance. I have a certain amount of endurance. Um, I did a couple of 14ers in Colorado last week. Uh, not last week, the week before. Um, I can climb mountains, but I've learned that I climb the wrong mountains if I'm not careful, just because I'm stubborn and determined and, and, and strong. So you need to know what mountains in order that you can be fruitful. Because that's an expectation on your kingdom building, your witnessing Jesus, is the, the degree that you're being fruitful. And if you're not being fruitful where you're currently doing it, ask the question, well, Lord, is, is there another vineyard where I'm meant to grow grapes? You know, if you're trying to grow grapes in Iceland, it might not be a good thing. You might grow ice wine, but I don't know that that, that works there. Um, you know, what are my gifts? And what is my calling? And your gifts and calling should line up in a beautiful symmetry so that God made me for this ministry by the very talents and gifts he gave me. Um, and you know, I've seen in my own years as a bishop that because I've, I've had a counseling background and a mediation background uh, and a teaching background, that works really quite well in the role of bishop. Um, and so I, I've, I've just felt incredibly fulfilled because the gifts that God's given me and the positioning has it's been a good fit. So I think I've been able to be fruitful because of that very thing. So. That's it for the confirmation candidates. Um, let's have a, a silence in which we let God speak specifically from the words that you've just heard. I think actually the Lord is saying to some people here today that you've got a very perverted sense of responsibility and duty and that you've been battling away out of a sense of responsibility and duty which is not the joy of the Lord, uh, which is not the mantle of godly obedience, but it's your sense of, I just have to suck it up. And I think the Lord is saying to you, you're released from those areas where there is just no fruit. And I want to release you into the places where 
it doesn't feel like a duty and a responsibility, but it feels like life and hope and joy and fulfillment. So may God bless us as we discern our tickets and the place written on those tickets, our, our, our current destination. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.